You're about to listen to a message of Foundation of Truth Assembly. May the word you hear bear fruit in your heart now and always. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. What a way to begin the month with praise. Praises shall never cease from my mouth in the name of Jesus Christ. I welcome you to the month of August. The month of August in our church, the month of August has been declared as the month of yielding grapes. Grapes. We recall when um, Moses, the man of God, sent spies, 12 spies, to go and check the promised land and they came back with bunches of grapes. So in this month, we will come back with grapes in the name of Jesus Christ. We will not only enter our promised land, it will yield its result of grapes to us in the name of Jesus Christ. So this month, I especially welcome you to the beginning of a new series. A new series called Matters of the Mind. Matters of the Mind. Talking about grapes, even if you start from grapes, you see, to enter enemy territory, to go in there, spy it successfully. Mind you, there are giants in the land. To spy it successfully, to take grapes from there and bring back home to show, it requires a set of attitudes, a set of behaviors on the mind, a set of ways of thinking. So b- before we, we go into all the things that, that are involved, one will set the, the stage in this week and the topic we'll be considering under that broad theme, of matters of the mind this week the topic we'll be considering is called block it what did i call it block it hallelujah uh the book of proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 is going to be our anchor for today anchor text for today is going to be proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 the bible says guard your heart with all diligence for out of it comes the issues of life guard your heart you see, when the Bible uses heart uh, in different places, in scriptures, it means many things. Sometimes it means mind. Sometimes it means soul. So, uh, we'll go into a bit of that this morning. In fact, maybe we should start from uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. So, t- you understand that, indeed, man is tripartite. That is, man is made up of three parts. Tripartite. The spirit the body and the soul first thessalonians 5 23 very popular scripture it says now may the god of peace himself sanctify you completely completely so it begins to talk about what makes up that complete you it says and may your whole spirit spirit number one soul number two and body number three be preserved blameless at the coming of our lord jesus christ Hallelujah. So we see here, and many other scriptures, because of time, I will not go into all of them, many other scriptures that point to these three. But this is one of the clearest places you see in scriptures where you see the three combined. In other places, you see two, you know, here and there. But here, you have the three complete. So man is essentially made up of three elements. Man himself is a spirit because God, who made man, made him in his image and likeness. So if God is spirit, man is spirit. So man is a human spirit that has a soul. The Bible says, and God breathed his breath into him and he became a living soul. Is a spirit 
that comes through the breath that makes that soul to become a living soul. But that living soul is empty. It dwells in a body. In a body. So, ultimately, these are the three parts that make up the human being. But the, the soul itself is not a single element. And there have been many studies around this. That the soul is essentially made up of three things also. In the soul, we have what we call the mind. We have what we call the will. And we have what we call the intellect. So the mind is what we're going to be focusing on today. Not the will, not the intellect. Not the part of you that is doing calculus, dy, dx, d square, y, ds square. No, 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 no. That's not the part we want to do today. It's not the part that is doing matrix. It's not the part that is doing anatomy that we want to talk about today. It's not the part that chooses I want to do this or I want to do that. It's the part that houses your emotions, that houses the personality you are, your mindsets, that is the part we want to focus on today. Why do we need to focus on the mind? The mind is the greatest battleground on earth. Unfortunately, many of us are not aware of this. You know, we are, we are so used to the African mentality of attacking everything uh, from a spiritual point of view only, and we do not see that there is a dimension that is unseen, the dimension called mind, where every battle is either won or lost. Those who win, win from their mind. First, before the, the victory becomes obvious on the physical. So indeed, those who lose, lose first in their mind before the victory, I mean the loss, becomes obvious externally. So there is a constant battle that goes on in the mind of man. You see, we talked earlier that the, the man himself is a spirit. That spirit, that human spirit is prone to influence, influence by positive spirits or negative spirits through the mind because the only access point to that man is through his mind is through his mind so it's what's in your mind that ultimately drive what we see in your life so the body is just a showroom the body is a showroom that lets the world see what is in your mind do you understand me so ultimately what you are thinking in your heart determines the kind of person you are the sum total of the thoughts in your mind describe the kind of person you are that's why I'm not surprised in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. He said, As he thinks in his mind, hmm? as he thinks, so he is. So the expressions we see on the outward, we see you as a rash person, somebody who doesn't take time to make decisions and jumps into conclusions. That is because of what is in your mind. If we see you as a calm person, a calculated person, it's because of the things that are in your mind. If we see you as a prayerful person, it's because of the kind of things in your mind. If we see you as an unserious person, it's because of the sum total of things in your mind. Whether you like it or not, whether you agree or not, every one of us is a sum total of the things that are resident in our heart. As a matter of fact, our lives, sooner or later, begin to reveal the content of our mind. So, if you're going to have a great future, it starts from the mind. If you're going to have a woeful future, it starts from the mind. It's the sum total of the mentality we carry, of the things that influence our mind, that ultimately translates to what people see on the outside. So, if they see a man who is godly, go and check his mind. It's a product of what is in mind. If you see a man who is criminally minded, a man who is corrupt, 
a woman who is promiscuous, a child who is unserious. It's a product of the many things that are in their mind. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. In fact, the things you begin to now say reflects what's in your mind. And the things you say are a product of how you think. How you think is how you're going to act. Hallelujah. So this is why this this uh, message series is very very important i'm taking it very seriously i want you to take your notes i want you to get ready because the lord is going to speak to us the lord is going to challenge us the lord is going to help us there is a constant battle that is going on in our minds the enemy the devil is doing his work excellently the bible says he is the god of this world so what does he do he begins to shoot and attack the mind with environmental factors and there are a lot of them if the devil is busy working, what do you think he's doing? He's trying to contest for the soul of man, especially by manipulating the mind. So that's why you've got to guard your heart. You can't take chances and say, oh, I'm just going to live my life. I don't want to be a part of this battle. Let the battle keep on going. Say, no, 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 no. If you are in this planet, you are constantly bombarded. You are what? Constantly bombarded. So the devil is busy sowing seeds every day through different medium is sowing seeds that can corrupt your mind if you can succeed in planting a seed in your heart that can corrupt you then you are succeeded in molding your future in a direction that he wants the lord is not going to let that happen we are here to help you challenge the things that you are admitting into your hand as to say that hey 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 if this thing is the seed of the devil i will not let it come into my heart you don't have control over the environment immediately to say okay i will not let the devil sow his seed no 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 no. the devil is busy sowing his seed he will continue to sow his seed but wait a minute it's your job to prevent a seed from taking root in your heart you cannot prevent a bird from flying over your head but you must prevent a bird from perching on your head or making a nest on your head and that's exactly what we're trying to do. When the devil wants to attack people's mind, there are many, many routes that he uses. Different channels of attacking the mind. For instance, he can use friends, people you trust, to sow seeds that can corrupt your mind and derail your future. There's a man called Jonadab. Jonadab, I'm going to read um, from the book of Second Samuel chapter 13. I'm sure some of us know the story already. Uh, there was a man called Jonadab. He was a friend of a prince called Amnon. Amnon, Amnon uh, is a son of David. So this young man Amnon was beginning to have inordinate feelings towards his sister. Towards his sister. And he had a friend and you know when, when you're going through stuff and you you talk to your friend and say okay guy oh see how i'm feeling ordinarily uh, you're supposed to get a good advice but the devil can use that friend to bring a bad advice listen to what happened in the book of second samuel chapter 13 i read from verse um verse 4 verse 4 and he said to him why are you the king's son becoming thinner day after day Will you not tell me? This is Jonadab, Amnon's friend, asking him, Oh boy, why are you why are you sad? Why are you getting thinner? You are getting lean. What's going on? Amnon said to him, I love Tamar, my brother, Absalom's sister. That is, I love my half-sister. So Jonadab said to him, verse, verse 5, 
lie down on your bed and pretend to be ill. And when your father comes to see you, say to him, Please let my sister Tama come and give me food and prepare the food in my sack that I may see it and eat it from my hand. Then Amnon lay down and pretended to be ill. Blah, blah, blah. But not the rest of the story. That was how Amnon raped his own sister. Why? His friend <laughs> was used by the devil to plant a seed of rape in his mind. We know how the story ended. Yes, he ended up raping the sister, but he ended up getting murdered for it. He was murdered for it. May that not be your portion in the name of Jesus Christ. Ultimately, you need to recognize that when the devil is sowing a seed, his intention is not to plant a garden. It's to sow a seed that will lead to the downfall of man. The devil is a thief. His mission is very simple. To kill, to steal, to destroy. And that's exactly what he did to this young man by sowing that seed. Other places where devil seed come into our mind is through literature i will never forget when i was on campus i had a roommate who was um, a, a pastor's child you know and um he started reading certain books he started reading certain books getting himself involved in certain kind of writings and i was warning him i called his name and said bros this kind of books you are reading they can't really say no 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 i'm just trying to expand my mind to see how the world works to see other world views Long story short, today is uh, on the opposite direction. Totally opposite. Those uh, books were the seeds that the devil was sowing in his mind to derail him, to give him alternative reality that ended up taking him out of the way of truth and life. So we've got to be careful. Other ways through which devil tries to manipulate us and sow bad seeds is something called technology. Oh my God. Technology. Oh yes, technology has its good and bad parts. But we've seen how bad the bad parts can be. How much of an influence the technology can have on our mind and try to project a certain way. In fact, there's something they call predictive programming where they control people's mind. You know, the things that will happen that, they are, that the occult people in the world are planning to do in the next 5-10 years, they begin to put it in our faces in, in typology. They give us examples of it so that they can prepare your mind to absorb it. When we, we started hearing about there's going to be gay marriage, there's going to be this, there's going to be that, they started showing a bit of it Although in their movies, you watch the telenovelas, they begin to show you it's okay for a man and a man to marry, for a woman and a woman to marry, they begin to show you all kinds of stuff just to prepare your mind to accept something evil. So by the time you eventually see it, you say, okay, well, there's nothing so strange about it. It's the lie of the devil, it's, a, it's an orchestrated evil. So they begin to prepare your mind that a generation will come where the children will be disobedient. A generation will come where everybody will claim I'm independent. I'm 18 now, so you can't tell me what to do. I'll choose what to do. And nobody is listening to parents. They become disobedient. They are trying to find scriptures by putting something in your face that is attractive. That is attractive. So let's be careful. The devil uses technology to sow bad seeds into our mind. And of course, one of the very great avenue for for manipulating people's mind that the devil has mastered how to use is what we call popular culture. So you see what's trending. You see when everybody is wearing their trousers, they are turning it upside down. Or the trouser is, uh, you know, um, almost half, half a meter below their waist. And that feels cool. Or where they wear their clothes, the clothes must be so tight for the ladies. It shows all their curves or it shows their cleavages. And everybody has said that that is, that is normal. They are trying to lead you astray. So 
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, brothers and sisters listening to me today, I need you to pay attention. The Bible says, for we are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. The moment we demonstrate ignorance, we make ourselves vulnerable. The devil, he, 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 he enjoys it when God's children are ignorant of what he is doing. So, as long as we are ignorant, he can continue to orchestrate his affairs and derail God's people. So, I need you to pay attention today and say anything that is not of God, anything that can derail my life, I'm going to block it. I'm going to block it. You see, um, on my phone and on my laptop, I notice at some point, um, anytime I go on the internet, you just see adverts coming up, adverts coming up here and there on my phone, on my internet. I say, no, 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 no. I don't like this. In fact, many of them, it's not just adverts. You see pornographic content just pop up, pa, pa, pa. So I went to do a research. Is there a way I can block these things? And I saw a particular app called AdBlocker. Say, if I install this on my laptop or my phone, then I won't see those adverts again. I said, good. So I installed it. And till today, it has blocked many of the adverts that can pop up on my phone or pop up on my laptop. Why? I found a way to block it. Do you know that in the scripture, you also have ways of blocking bad things from coming into your mind as the devil is trying to sow bad things into your mind in scriptures in scriptures you have mechanism for blocking those things from coming to your mind imagine it's like you have uh, a sieve i don't know how many of us know what is called a sieve a filter maybe that's a popular word a more popular word a filter a set of filters with different dimensions or mesh sizes so you want to pour sand you went to the seashore to collect sand of course there are different sizes so you want to filter them into different segments so you put you pour the sand on the filter and you begin to shake it you begin to shake it only those ones that are small enough to pass through the aperture or the mesh can go into the container you put under the filter do you understand so pretend that your mind is that container under the filter so everything that the world is bringing don't allow it to enter your mind first. Let it go through a filtration system. So only those things that are small enough to pass through the hole in the sieve or in the filter can now enter into your mind. So that's exactly what we are trying to do. And what we want to explore is that in scriptures, in scriptures, in Christ, are there things we can use as that filter to decide what can enter into our hearts? That's what we want to do today. Are you with me? All right, let's get ready. Turn your Bibles with me to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I'm going to read a very popular scripture there. I'm going to read from verse 3. The Bible says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk according to the flesh. Say, eh, eh, we are here. Remember we started from body, spirit, and soul. Yes, we, we have a body. Say, but that's not how we fight. That's not how we fight. We walk in the flesh, but we do not war according to the flesh. Why? For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Remember last week we talked about weapons. But mighty in God, for the pulling down of strongholds. Continue. You will see what these strongholds mean. Casting down arguments, opinions, alternative realities arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of god 
There is things that are contrary. Things that tell you, oh, the word of God has said this, but that's not the whole truth. We have another version of the truth. And we see a lot of that stuff on the internet now. Everybody is claiming to have a revelation of some sort to discredit the things that are written in scriptures, to discredit the things that our fathers handed over to us. They fought for it with their lives to deliver this faith into our hands. People are trying to corrupt it in our, in our own face. We will not let it happen. So they are saying those things that try to exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. Listen, pay attention now. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Hallelujah. So, it's saying the purpose of these weapons, which are not carnal, but which are mighty true God, is to do a lot of things, including bringing down every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Hallelujah. So, we have a duty to subject every thought that will come into our mind, to subject it to the word of God. The knowledge of the word of God is a filtration system. To say, everything that will come into my heart, I will use the word of God to filter it. To filter it. Anyone that is not fitting will be captured. Go into captivity, that is, it will not enter into my mind. It will be captured outside so that I can discard it. Hallelujah. Number one way that you can block evil influences in your mind is through prayer. What did I call it? Prayer. I'm sure somebody will be saying, what is Pastor Jenkins talking about? <laughs> we are going there. We are going there. Turn your Bibles with me to the book of Philippians. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. Very popular passage. Very popular passage. Are you there? Philippians chapter 4. I'm going to read from verse 6 to verse 8 to bring out the points on how we can block thoughts that want to enter our mind to derail our mind, to corrupt our soul, to make sure that our lives go in the wrong direction. How we can block them. That's what I want to study. Turn to me, uh, your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. I'm ready to read down. The Bible says, listen, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Pause there. Be anxious for nothing, but in what? In some things? In a few things? In everything. What does that mean? Anything you can worry about. Anything you can be anxious about. You can pray about it. Ouch. You didn't hear that. So in life, we go through life getting worried, getting anxious, getting agitated about different things. That's, a, that's, that's fine. That's okay. But the Bible is saying, no, 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 no. You don't have to do that. I know you are human. That's a natural tendency. Something is not yet happening in your life. You begin to get anxious. Something is not working in your favor, you begin to get anxious. Say that thing you are getting anxious about. Guess what? You can pray about it because prayer is applicable to anything that can get you worried or get you anxious. That's not where we are going today. Continue. It says, Let your requests be made known to God. Verse 7 is the emphasis. Pay attention now. May the Lord open your eyes. I said, And let and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding 
will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Listen, he said the peace of God will guard your heart and not just your heart. It will guard your mind. Why? Through Christ Jesus. You know why? Christ Jesus is the Prince of Peace. So that's what he's saying. That let that Prince of Peace, let him use his device called Peace. Peace is a shield. So let me use it to guard your heart and mind, to protect your heart and mind. Peace has that ability. You know, in life, we have been taught many things about peace. Many of those things are correct. But maybe it's not all the dimension. We have been told peace is about gentleness. Peace about being calm. Calm down. Mommy, calm down. That's peace, you know. Peace is about um, being quiet, being silent. But you know what? There is a forceful dimension of peace. Hallelujah. I, I take your mind back to the time that the disciples were on the sea. And um, there was a storm. And the Lord Jesus was in the boat. And he was sleeping. And they woke him up and said, Are you not even mindful of the fact that we're about to die? And he got up and rebuked the wind. What did he say? He said, Peace! Be still. I, I, I think you know what is called a storm. A storm is not your friend. A storm is not wind. A storm is more than wind. Storm is something that can terrify experienced swimmers and fishermen on the sea. They know that if this storm hits this, this boat, we're dead. So, storm is not just blowing air or blowing wind. It's a very strong force. Strong enough to bring a plane down. Strong enough to tear a ship apart. But guess what Jesus told that storm? Peace! So if the peace that Jesus released to that storm is strong enough to calm the storm, then peace is stronger than storm. The energy in that peace is greater than the energy in the storm. Do you understand? So peace is powerful. Peace is strong. Peace is beyond the energy of the storm. So the Bible says here, when you pray, when you make supplication, when you give thanks, something happens. A shield comes over your mind and heart that protects you from the enemy arrows trying to penetrate into your heart. The peace of God. The purpose of that peace is to address what we call validation issue. Or to settle what you are worried about. Ladies and gentlemen, pay attention. Why do you think we get worried? We get worried because certain things are not going our way. And we believe that because those things are not going our way, we be, that we are less of what we desire to be. That the world sees us in a position that is inferior to how they see people who are successful. Ultimately, it's about validation. It's about a sense of accomplishment. Ultimately, it's about a sense of security. The things we worry about are around validation, directly or indirectly. Think about these things. So, what the peace of God comes to do is to say, I'm validating you. It doesn't mean that your problem immediately goes away when you pray. No. But when God hears your prayer, He offers you peace first to say, You are my child. I love you just like that. And I'm able to address the things you have brought up in prayer. You know, you pray, you make declarations 
or you when you are in supplication you are making advocacy but guess what when you have thanksgiving you are saying lord i believe you enough to know that you can do this and that you care enough you are able enough to do it so when the three combine it releases peace upon your heart even though the problem may still be there you are now no longer worried about what the world thinks concerning you are you worried you pray the bible says cast your burdens upon him for he cares for you he's not only able to remove the problem but he cares for you even if he doesn't remove the problem for your good he cares for you and knowing that the lord cares for you you are at peace why is peace necessary in your mind why is peace necessary to protect your mind when we are anxious when we are worried that's the time we are most vulnerable when we are in need of something that is when we are most vulnerable if the devil attacks you then if you are not careful that's when you go down listen to me when did the devil attack the lord jesus christ during his temptation matthew chapter 4 from verse 4 onward when when did the, the devil attack him he attacked him when he was hungry the bible says he had fasted and by that time he was hungry there was a need so he became vulnerable anytime you have a need that's when the devil will want to sponsor a thought to derail you from the will of god from the mind of god anytime you 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 need something you are feeling your body is feeling somehow that's when the devil comes to sow a seed in your mind to make you take a decision that will destroy you so the devil came to meet jesus when he knew that he was hungry i said if you are the son of god as you claim why not turn these stones into bread and eat them the devil was not trying to get jesus to solve the hunger problem he wanted to derail him from his assignment so that's how the devil works we read about the story of amnon earlier there was a time in his life his body was feeling somehow and as young people, as adolescents, as young adults, as teenagers, there, there comes a time in your life, whether as a boy or a girl, your body begins to feel somehow. You see your chest growing. You see your voice deepening. You see your pubic hair growing. Your facial hair growing. You know, and then your hormones begin to misbehave. The boy that you have always been with for years, growing up as a younger person, that you didn't feel anything, you begin to feel something when you're around them. When they talk, you begin to feel somehow. As the guys, the girls that you never felt anything for. When you were growing up, maybe when you were 10, you were 9. But now you are 16, you are 18, you are 19. When you come around them, your body begins to feel somehow. You are vulnerable. It's that time that the devil will give a suggestion to you. And say, you see, everybody is doing it. There's nothing wrong about it. Just be smart. Don't get caught. Don't get caught and do it. And it's going to be okay. Nobody is going to know. Why? Because... If, if you don't do it now, you know, you will you, you, you not feel cool among your guys. By the way, all your friends, they are no longer virgins. So, if they are talking, you, they will see you as a Jew guy. They will see it like you, 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 are not, you are not in vogue, you are not happening. So, it begins to throw those things in your mind. But you forget that there is no inadequacy in you. The Bible says you are complete in Him. You are adequate. You are okay the way you are. You have the ability to say no. So, that's where peace comes to help you. And that peace does not come by wishing. It comes when you pray. When you make supplication. 
and you add thanksgiving as the topping on it. Hallelujah. So do you understand how this peace works? This peace works to protect your mind from all enemy attacks that come to tell you you are inferior, you are inadequate, you cannot make it if you do not do this, that and that. Say, no, 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 no. I am complete in him who is the head of all principalities and I am seated with Christ in heavenly places far above all principalities and power. So I have an authority, I have a privileged access to God. I am a child of God. My name is written in the book of life. So these are the things that help you to protect your heart. Security in your mind. Validation in your heart. So you are not seeking that validation from the world. Your validation is in the word of God. It protects your mind. So when a devilish suggestion is coming, you throw it aside. Say, I don't need it. I'm adequate enough as I am as a child of God. Do you know what a privilege it is to be called a child of God? John said, what manner of love is this? That we are called children of God. It's such a big privilege. It's such a big privilege. And the knowledge of that protects your mind. That I'm a child of the greatest person in the entire universe. I am seated with him. I have privileged access to him. Whatever God has is mine already. These things have been freely given. I have access. I don't need validation of the world. I'm okay the way I am in Christ. That protects your mind. So when a devilish suggestion is coming, you just wave it aside. Jump and pass. I don't need it. The grace of God is sufficient for me. Where I get to in life, I will get there. Not by hook or crook. I get there by the grace and an anointing. There is an anointing upon my life that is going to take me there. If I continue to walk in the will of God. So that assurance protects your mind from devilish suggestions hallelujah my time is running out i gotta go to the second and very important point the second and very important way to protect your mind from devilish attacks and suggestions that comes through thoughts and talks and audio visuals in the environmental space is called a pre-plant filter okay so you're not going to find this um, on google I coined it. And I didn't coin it from space. I coined it from the word of God. Turn your Bibles with me back to where we're reading. The book of Philippians chapter 4. We have read verse 6. And we have read verse um, 7. If you have the NIV Bible. Um, I'd like you to, to read NIV for verse 8. Because this is where I took this acronym from. This acronym is called pre-plants turn your bibles with me to book of philippians chapter 4 verse 8 in niv in niv i call this pre-plant filter p stands for praiseworthy r stands for right e stands for excellent the next p stands for pure L stands for lovely. A stands for admirable. And uh, N stands for noble or virtue. T stands for true. Hallelujah. I'm reading from the NIV. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, that's T. Whatever is noble, that's N. Whatever is right, that's R. 
Whatever is pure, that's P. Whatever is lovely, that's L. Whatever is admirable, that's A. In some versions, admirable here is whatever is of good report. If anything is excellent, that's E. Or praiseworthy, that's the last P. Think about such things. Brethren, think about such things. God is saying the things you think about. Let this be what will guide you. So these nine elements are what we are going to consider in the next few minutes. That is, the things you will think about. Let it be in accordance to these guidelines, this framework, this template. In other words, let this be the layers of sieves. Let anything that will go inside your mind, let it first pass through the layers of this nine filtration system. So in this filtration system, we have nine sieves. Nine sieves. So it must pass through praiseworthiness, it must pass through rights. It must pass through excellence. It must pass through pure. It must pass through lovely. It must pass through admirable or good reports. It must pass through noble or virtue. And it must pass through true before it can enter your mind. What does the Bible mean when it says anything that enters your mind must be praiseworthy? That is, the things you allow to stay in your mind. Not that they are not in the environment. But the things you allow to enter into your mind must be praiseworthy. Let me give you a quick example. They are doing Big Brother Ninja Lockdown Edition now, right? I don't watch it, but of course, because you are in environmental space, uh, on Twitter, you see people just, you know, putting hashtags. So any, anything that they are doing, you, they must shall put it in your face. And that's part of what we're talking about. They put the hashtag, you must see it one way or the other. Even though you are not watching it, but you, you see comments here and there. So I know that is going on. So, BB Niger, is it a praiseworthy thing? Think about these things. That's what the Bible says. Think about these things. If you put it side by side with Calbelpedia, where you see young people coming up, they're asking them questions on mathematics and they're they responding very quickly. How do you feel when you, you, you put the two side by side? Which one is praiseworthy? Is it BB Niger where you, you see people demonstrating nudity, nonsense behavior on national TV and people are clapping for them? The world may clap for them. We cannot clap for them because there's nothing praiseworthy about it. The world may go on talking about who is, who is in the house, who is evicted and all what not. That should not be what we will keep in our mind. Uh, you are following them. Uh, social person. Oh, I like social person. I don't like social person. That's nonsense. You shouldn't be thinking about it. You shouldn't even let it stay in your mind. Keep it outside in the environment because it is not praiseworthy. Number two is R. We talked about praiseworthy P. So R is right. Right. The things that should come into your mind must be the things that are right. If it is not right, don't let it come into your mind. And don't tell me, Pastor, I don't know what is right. We know what is right. The scripture is very clear on what is right and what is wrong. As a matter of fact, when Adam and Eve ate the, uh, the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, every human being, something entered into our mind called conscience. We became aware of what is good for what is bad. There are certain things you are doing. When mommy and daddy are coming, you, you stop doing it. Why? <laughs> Why do you stop? Because you know, you must not be caught doing it. It's not right. It's not right. Everybody knows that it's not right to cheat in exam. 
You don't need that to be written in scriptures. So, there, there are scriptural injunctions that are very clear. There are cultural injunctions that are also very clear. And there are moral codes in our hearts that tell us this is right, this is not right. Anything that is not right, fling it out! Don't let it stay in your mind. Because as it stays in your mind, it's going to derail you if it's not right. The next one is E. You know, we are doing pre-plants. Pre-plants. So, we've done PR. The next one is E, called excellence. Anything that is not excellent, don't keep it in your mind. You see, when we begin to accept that uh, something mediocre is good, we begin to have a problem as children of God. Excellence is the nature of God. Go to the Bible, read how the throne of God is. Go to Revelation, read it. Go to the book of Isaiah, read it. Go to Ezekiel, read it. You will see glimpses of how excellent the ways of God are. The Bible says, how excellent is your name, O God, Psalm 8. How excellent, even his name... Name them means his character. His character, his life is excellent. So as children of God, we cannot take anything below the standard of our Father. He's an excellent God. Mediocrity or failure does not glorify God. Don't let anybody deceive you to tell you otherwise. Mediocrity is not in the nature of God. Let alone failure. Failure or mediocrity is not a way to glorify God. When we bear much fruit, that is, our fruit command great results. That's where God is glorified. Hallelujah. The next one is the P. P there stands for pure. Pure. And this is a major, 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 major area where the devil is trying to attack people's mind by showing us things that can defile our mind. In this age group, for young people, the greatest weapon of the enemy to sow impure thoughts into our mind is through pornography. What do I call it? Pornography. I know you don't want me to talk about it, but I will talk about it. Because as teenagers, we are under a lot of pressure. As young people, young adults, we are under a lot of pressure. Say, okay, they say we should not be doing fornication, eh, but I'm not doing fornication. I just want to know how they do it. So, they sneak and go and be watching pornography stuff, or they have it as um, printed materials. There are even sites where people do it for free. The devil is not giving you for free. It's in exchange for your soul. So protect your heart from it. If you have pornographic music, videos, or whatever else on your phone, you got to delete it today. you got to delete it. After this message, you must delete it. The devil is trying to sponsor you with a free ticket to destruction. God will not allow that. That's why we are here to prevent you from going that route. You've got to delete it. Another way that the devil tries to, to lure young people into the magical occultic world is something they call horoscope. I'm sure you have seen it on the internet. They tell you, oh, are you born in the month of August? Yeah, click this one. Today, it means that if you go out, some, somebody will give you a gift. Oh, don't go out today because forget that nonsense. Is the devil trying to have access to your mind, telling you that you can actually believe his predictions. Once you begin to rely on his predictions, the day is going to send you to hell. You will not know. Why? The devil is the king of liars. So he begins to give you half-truth, half-truth, half-truth. One day you bite a bait that, that can block your truth. So don't allow this to be what the devil will use to trap you. Stay away from horoscope. Stay away from pornography. The next one is called hell. Lovely. Lovely. The nature of God is love. So anything that does not inspire love, don't let it enter your mind. Anything that inspires hatred, that inspires killing other people, don't let it enter your mind. What, what do you think is, is fueling the killings in the, in the north, in southern Kaduna, in Borno, in Adamawa? It's from the heart. It's from the heart. Some people are just thinking, I hate the other people. 
let's go overnight and begin to kill them. They didn't offend you. You go there, you carry their child, you kill. You carry their mother, you carry their father, you kill. You abduct people. It's a product of what is in the mind. Their mind is full of hatred for others. Because they have taken in doctrines of demons to say the other people, they are bad. They are inferior. That's what happened when the Nazis tried to eliminate the Jews and kill millions of Jews. Hatred. Any thoughts that sponsors hatred, don't allow it to enter your mind. When you are around people and they begin to sow seeds that will make you hate other people, stay away from them. They are trying to sow the seed of the devil. The devil is a murderous one. They are trying to sow his seed in your hand. Number uh, number seven is admirable. Admirable. A for admirable. Admirable means of good report. Of good report. I don't have enough time to read it, but when you get home, open your Bibles to Numbers chapter 13 from verse 30 to 33. Numbers 13 from 30 to 33. The Bible was talking about the 12 spies that went to spy the promised land and 10 of them came with the report to say, oh, it's true, there are grapes in the land, but there are many giants, and we cannot do anything, no. In fact, they will kill us. We are like grasshoppers in their eyes. But there were two. Caleb and Joshua said, no, we can do it. In fact, let's rise once and for all and go and do it. When the Bible was going to describe the report that the ten um, spies gave, that we cannot do it, he called it an evil report. So the Bible is saying, don't admit evil reports into your heart only good reports. How does this apply to you? Any report that inspires fear is an evil report. Hear me well. Any report that inspires fear, that makes you afraid is an evil report. Don't let it set in your mind. That's why during this COVID, we tell people stop watching too much of CNN and channels where they are talking about COVID-19, COVID-19, did this all, COVID-19, did that. Your fear level will go up. Fear and faith, they are in opposite direction. As your fear is rising, that's how your faith is depleting. So anything that can sponsor fear into your heart, stay away from it. It's not of God. Don't let it stay in your heart. Hallelujah. The next one is noble of virtue. Noble of virtue. Don't be criminally minded. Imagine somebody who has a corrupt mind. It starts from what was entering into their mind. So uh, winning a Nobel Prize, for instance, is a noble thing. Think about those things. What do I need to do to change my world? What problem do I need to solve? Think of those things, not the things like, how can I defraud um, U.S. governments, the Nigerian government? How can I defraud people that are trying to apply for UTME? How can I defraud people that want to enter university and I'll organize a fake lesson and I'll collect their money and I'll run away? No, 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 no. The Bible says... Think of the things that are noble, that is virtuous things, not of evil things. Because the devil will keep suggesting, you see, there is no job in town, you know, even if you finish this school, we are not sure you get a job. So you must find ways of making money, man must chop, yahoo, yahoo. That's how it started. That's how it started. So the Bible says, don't think of those corrupt things. Don't think of those criminal things because when they catch you, it's not a noble thing. Nobody wants to associate with somebody and say, ah, your son or your daughter has been caught among Yahoo Yahoo people. Or your son, your daughter was caught among people who are trying to run through Libya to Italy to go and prostitute themselves. They will, you see, when they show those people on TV, guess what? They always cover their faces. Have you noticed? Because it's not a noble thing to be shown on TV for something like that. So don't let it enter into your mind. The last but not the least is T. T called true true whatever is true think of this things again this is the nature of god 
The Bible says, Jesus speaking, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Truth is the nature of Jesus. When Jesus was speaking about the devil, he was talking about the Pharisees that they are their children of their father. He said, the devil is the father of all liars. In fact, that when he lies, he's speaking from his true nature. Lie is convenient for him. Truth is what we should store in our mind. The more you store things that are truthful in your mind, the more you will reflect the nature of Christ. Why? You only bring out from what is inside. So if you store lies, what you will bring out will be lies. If you store truth, what you bring out will be truth. So that's why this pre-plant filter is here to help you to say, whenever a thought wants to come into your mind, use these nine elements to, to weigh them. Eight of them actually. To, to sieve them. P for praiseworthy. R for right. E for excellent. P for pure. L for lovely. A for admirable. N for noble. C for true. If that thought that is coming does not pass through all of these elements, throw it out. Don't let it enter. It's not of God. It's from the devil. It's the seed of the enemy. It's programmed to make you fail. And you must prevent it from settling in your heart. Hallelujah. As we close, I, I sense that um, there's somebody that, that is wondering. So all these things you are saying, how does it apply to me? I am not even a child of God. So yes, you are saying all these things, but how do I even come into it? Because the truth of the matter is that the God you don't know, and you say you are praying to, you are expecting His peace to cover your hearts. It doesn't work like that. Or the word that has not been planted into your hearts, you want to use it to judge what comes into your mind. It doesn't work mechanically. Why? Because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. And these weapons we've talked about, weapon of prayer and the word of God as the framework, they are not carnal, they are spiritual. And you're asking, how can I become a child of God? We're going to give you an opportunity today. If you like to give your life to Jesus, it's not too late. In fact, you waited too long already. Today is a day of salvation. Today, God can turn your life around because you are wondering, these things have already entered my mind. How do I even begin to take them out? You can't take them out by your own power. Mm -mm. The Bible says, for this reason the Son of God was made manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. For him to do it, it must enter your mind. It must, it must enter your soul. It must enter your spirit. You must give your life to him. He will not force himself to enter. So if you are that person I'm speaking to, and the Lord is saying, that is you. You need to give your life to me, son. You need to give your life to me, daughter. Today is the day. I'm going to pray with you very shortly. Um, if you are not ashamed to be identified with Jesus, I will encourage you to drop your phone number on this chat section in MixLR. Or if you prefer, you can also uh, send us a direct message, a DM on Instagram at New Wine NG. New Wine is spelled N U W I N E N G. New Wine NG. N U W I N E N G on Instagram. And I, I pray that the Lord Himself will reach out to you. We'll call you back. We will encourage you. We'll give you uh, guidance on how you can grow in grace. And the Lord will support you in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for that one person who is making a decision to follow you today. 
Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord, that you have mercy upon them in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord God, that you write their name in your book of life in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, O Lord God, that you will establish this one in your will in the name of Jesus Christ. And I pray at the end of the day, Lord, even this one will not be lost. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. For the rest of us, if you don't mind, please, can you rise now? Let us pray. Can you rise? Let us pray. I'm going to read from the book of uh, Matthew chapter 15, verse 13 and 19. Matthew 15, verse 13 and 19. Jesus speaking, and he said to them, any tree not planted by my father shall be uprooted. Shall be uprooted. I need you to pray this prayer in two minutes. Pray this prayer with faith in two minutes. Rise and pray that I decree and I uproot from my mind any thoughts, any agenda of the enemy that has taken root in my mind. I take you out in the name of Jesus. I take you out in the name of Jesus Christ. Every thought that the devil has planted in my mind that is making my mind to behave in a way not representative of a child of God, I decree in the name of Jesus, get out of my mind. Get out of my mind. I make an ass of the word of God and I take you down. I take you down from your roots. I take you down. I take you down. Every thought in my mind that makes me to lost after boys, to lost after girls, every thought in my mind that makes me to steal, to be covetous, to lie. Every thought in my mind that is tilting my life in the area that will destroy me, I take you out by the word of God. I uproot you in the name of Jesus. Make this declaration for yourself. Make this declaration for yourself. Begin to pray and say to God, everything in my mind that has taken root or has started bearing evil fruit that makes my reputation to be on the line, that makes my future to be in jeopardy in the name of Jesus. I approach you by the word of God. I approach you. I decree the word of Jesus concerning my situation. Saying every tree that my father has not planted shall be uprooted. I approach you in the name of Jesus. I approach you in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I decree to you everyone listening now or that shall listen later. In the name of Jesus whom I represent today, I decree every plant of the enemy that has been sown as a seed. I do not care when it was sown. It was sown a year ago or it was sown yesterday. I decree in the name of Jesus that you are uprooted in the name of Jesus Christ with the word of God I make it into an axe and I take you down 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 in the name of Jesus Christ every wrong mindset that has come out of that seed of evil planted in your mind today I challenge it by the word of God I pull down that stronghold I pull that stronghold and I subject it to the obedience of Christ in the name of Jesus Christ I decree you free it is written that he who the son sets free is free indeed you that are struggling with substances you hide to go and take substances because the world has hit you to a corner and you feel this is the only way I can survive I will just go to a corner and take this and I will feel good I release you from that captivity I release you from the bondage of drug abuse in the name of Jesus Christ you are set free in the name of Jesus you are set free in the name of Jesus you who cannot do without sleep pain around you. You cannot do without pain I release you from that bondage today. In the name of Jesus, he who the sun set free is free indeed and proclaim the year of liberty. 
in the name of Jesus. By reason of the anointing today, the hands of the Lord is upon me and on his behalf. I decree your release in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening. To get copies of messages, kindly visit our ministry material store and also worship with us at Foundation of Truth Assembly Headquarters on 40 Stroke 42 Imam Dowder Street off Eric Mosso Lagos. God bless you.